are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A late, late show for you tonight. I'll get to that in a second. We're going to talk a little bit about Ben Higgins, his opinion on how he would improve The Bachelor. A little bit about the Love is Blind finale, but not in the way you probably think I'm going to talk about it. More on Taylor Swift. And we've got a celebrity who's, well, an athlete whose wife, who's also the sister of a celebrity, getting embarrassed on a plane. And we're going to go over that story and then end it with a little Lindsay Lohan is in the news. My gosh, what is this? 1998? Anyway, we'll get to that momentarily. Not a ton to get to with Bachelorette stuff. Tonight is the rose ceremony. Yesterday was Doton's hometown date. No pictures or videos that I've seen uh, I've gotten out. Nothing was sent to me. But tonight is the rose ceremony. Doesn't mean tomorrow's podcast I'm going to know who got eliminated. I usually don't find out the very next day uh, after a rose ceremony. But we know who the four are. And we can just kind of take it from there and kind of maybe and see. I'll never know when we're going to find out. And I'm going to try and find out exactly, obviously, where they're going for overnight dates and rose ceremony and final rose ceremony. So I'll let you know if I hear anything. But I wouldn't expect tomorrow's podcast to have the eliminatee of the rose ceremony tonight. It's just too early. So just keep that in mind. So Ben Higgins went on the Us Weekly podcast and was talking about the franchise and gave his opinion on what his next move would be if he was in charge of the Bachelor franchise. And Ben um, really leaned into the whole senior Bachelor thing. He really thinks this is a good idea. He thinks it's uh, it's television hasn't seen anything like it. Older people dating. We kind of have in the past, but nothing along the lines of really what it looks like this is going to be. But he just thinks with different generations that we've seen with The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, it's always you know roughly the same age people. This is just going to be different. And he is really thinking that this is what he would do and he would really lean into this whole thing of the senior bachelor which seemingly looks like it's getting filmed in july i don't know when it's going to air and i don't know where it's going to air but i'm hearing that they are filming it in july and while that's ben's opinion and obviously he's entitled to it i think maybe the question was asking what would you do with the current franchise and I've been asked this a lot. Like if I was in charge, what was the first, what's the first thing I would do to spice up this show or just make it different? What's one thing I would change about the show? I've been asked this a lot in reader emails over the years and I've never really given an answer. It's always been like, look, I don't care as long as the show's on the air. And I really don't like as long as the show's on the air, I, I, it's like, why are you asking me? Nothing I say is going to make a change for them anyway. There's not something going to listen to me. But if you really want an answer, I actually thought about this, and I thought 
even though I'm not in charge and nothing I say is going to matter and it's not what I say is actually going to make a change on the show. But if I were, if I were to actually somehow get the reins of this show, what's one thing I would add to it to make it more interesting or make it, I don't know, more realistic, whatever the case may be? I'm not saying that the lead should have access to their family and their friends during filming, but I do think, and this is straight from F-Boy Island, I really do think the lead should have a lot more to know about the contestants during filming. Because when you go on this show as a contestant, you're putting on a whole new persona. Because this lead knows nothing about you before you show up that night, and you can say and do whatever you want, and basically pull the wool over their eyes. Jed did. Like, do you honestly think if Hannah Brown would have been made aware of Jed's, whatever you want to call it, with his girl back home, do you honestly think Hannah would have picked him in the end and gotten engaged to him? Absolutely not. So I understand they're doing a TV show, and I understand they're like, look, we don't want to interfere. She has to figure it out on her own. Well, she can't figure it out on her own if she doesn't have all the details. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense. There's zero chance Hannah Brown would have picked Jed if she knew about the ex back home and the notes and what he said and how he really didn't end it with her and he left her hanging. So I think if you haven't seen F-Boy Island, there is an episode in, in the first two seasons that they did it. There was an episode where the three women got to go online and look at all the guys' Instagram profiles and just scroll it and look at pictures and stuff. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you need to be able, that the leads for The Bachelor and Bachelorette should be able to do a background check, but I think they should be able to go through, I don't know, maybe when they're down to six, eight people left, be able to look through every one of their Instagram accounts and then on a group date and one-on-ones that week, be able to sit them down at the night portion and be like, hey, I looked through your Instagram. I just have some questions. What is wrong with that? I think that would add so much to the show. It did for F-Boy Island. I think that's what people want to see. Because, you know, when the contestants go on the show, they have to put it to private. So us as the audience can't see anything on their pages until... All the filming is done and all the guys or the girls are allowed to come back on and all turn on their go from private to public on their Instagram accounts right away. So. I understand that. You know, the how they would do that during filming, knowing that they're all private. I don't know, but I do think there should be some way where. The lead should be able to incorporate this person, who this person is, and be able to maybe at least Google them, you know? And maybe the lead should be able to reach out to family members. I don't know. Just like one or two calls, and we as the audience get to watch it. As opposed to they don't see from their or hear from their family until you get down to the final two. I just think Googling when it's down to six or eight people, I think that should be fair game. 
That's something I would do. That's probably the first thing I would do to change up the show a little bit. And then, you know, there's other little things here and there. Like, I don't think there has to be and there shouldn't have to be an engagement at the end. And, you know, small things here and there. But I don't think the contestants should have access to the Internet. No. But I think the lead should be able to Google them. That would be my first thing when asking how would I fix the show. Because let's be honest. There are other shows out there that are becoming more popular. Yes, they're on the streaming services. There are the Love is Blinds. There are the Love Islands. But The Bachelor still has its audience. But the audience, as we know, is dwindling. There's just a lot more TV out there. And when you're on season, what is this, 47? It's just, I mean, it it is amazing that it's still on the air. Just because reality shows, any shows, just lasting that long on television, 20 years, is just unheard of. So you get credit for lasting as long as you have, but when you've been on as long as you have, you can't keep doing the same thing. You kind of got to change things up. You kind of got to make things a little bit different. And you've got shows like Love is Blind and Love Island that capture people's attention because they do things differently but if you ask me that would be the first change i would make i would allow the lead to google her men when it's down to about six or eight and the man uh the 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 bachelor should be allowed to google the women when it's down to about six or eight that's just my little thing i mentioned at the beginning i was going to talk about the love is blind reunion show and It was going to be in a way that you probably didn't expect. And here it is. I've never seen the show before. (laughs) I I I know that Nick Lachey and Vanessa host it, and that's about all I know. Other than, once again, just like Vanderpump Rules, I see the headlines, I see the names of people, I see who's a villain and who's liked and stuff like that, but I've never watched an episode. But I was made aware of what happened on Sunday night with the whole streaming thing and they were going to do a live show and it just buffered for an hour and a half and then they just said, screw it, we got to tape it and it won't be live and we'll tape it and then we'll just air it. So I'm well aware of what happened. But here's my take on the whole thing and this kind of brings me to sports. You know, Netflix has only had, if I'm not mistaken, the Love is Blind reunion is only the second live thing they've ever done. The first thing was Chris Rock's comedy special, which was, what, a few months ago? This is only the second time they've ever done anything live, as far as I know. And, you know, Netflix, you're hearing, is, you know, wanting to maybe get in, as we know, the biggest thing to have live programming is sports. So... If Netflix wants to jump into the sports world and start airing live events, what happened on Sunday night probably knocked them down about 10 notches because I'm sorry, not that the NFL is going to go to Netflix, but any sporting league that's thinking of doing business with Netflix would be like, you understand that you could never, this can never, ever happen. And only on the second thing they've ever done live, they have a giant fuck up. And they can't even go live. 
that doesn't bode well. So that's the way I looked at the reunion. I know nothing about it. I'm not going to sit here and comment and break down who said what and who cheated on what and who looked good and who looked bad. I don't watch the show. Sorry. Um, maybe I will at some point, but I just I've never gotten into it. So I'm only looking at it from a programming standpoint of I know Netflix wants to get into the live television market. And that wasn't a good start on Sunday by doing what they did and not being able to broadcast. And I don't know if it was because they just had way more people trying to get in at one time. I mean, what what do you expect? And that's just for a Love is Blind reunion show. What do you think is going to happen when you actually broadcast or try or want to sign up and get a contract and sign a deal where you're broadcasting a major sport in America? <laughs> You can't have this thing buffering. <laughs> that's that's not going to fly with sports fans. Hell, it didn't fly for an hour and a half with the Love is Blind fans. Everyone was losing their shit on Sunday night that they couldn't watch it. So you might want to get that fixed before you even think about entering the live sporting event world. So we're going to talk a little bit about Taylor Swift again. This happened at the concert, I believe, on Saturday night. During Saturday's performance in Tampa, she was singing Delicate. And somebody apparently in the stands held up a sign that said, You okay? And Taylor responded by giving a quip, by giving a quick thumbs up before continuing on with her choreography. So... Now everyone's like, oh, God, thank God. She's okay. She just told us. <laughs> it's like, they are, like I said, they're going to hold on to just hang on to anything she says or does. But because she gave a thumbs up to somebody holding up a you okay sign, everyone is assuming that Taylor Swift is now completely okay. Everything's great. I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't I don't know if this is a video on TikTok or what, but how do we know this is true? One person wrote in the comments section of a viral TikTok video that captured the gesture. Oh, okay. I'm glad she replied because I'm worried and I hope she's all right. She knows we care so much about her. That's so cute because to be honest, we're all a little worried. Our girl has a lot going on at the moment, another fan said. Swift's enthusiastic thumbs up wasn't the first time she has seemingly addressed ending a relationship. And then it talks about the the quote that I read yesterday when she said, is it just me or we have a lot of things to catch up on? It's been a really long time since I've been on tour. And to say that a lot has happened is an understatement. That's Taylor for you. Miss Subtle. She's not going to give you much. And. Hey. A thumbs up. If all we get is a thumbs up and that's all she ever does to address the breakup with Joe, I guess we're all just going to have to live off of a thumbs up. Thumbs up to you too, Taylor. I'm glad you're better. And I'm glad things are good. As long as you weren't lying when you when you went thumbs up. Let's hope you weren't. Did you see this story? of what happened on a United Airlines flight with Jesse James Decker's sister. Her sister, Sydney Ray, or just Sydney, I guess, who is married to a pitcher in the major leagues, Anthony Bass. So 
Sydney is pregnant, 22 weeks. She was traveling with their five-year-old and their two-year-old. And the five-year-old, or one of the two, was eating popcorn and made a mess of it. And the popcorn spilled on the floor. And the flight attendant made Sydney get on her hands and knees and pick up the popcorn mess by the youngest daughter. And Anthony Bass at the time tweeted, like, are you kidding me? And then, of course, because the Internet and Twitter is literally one of the worst places in the world, somebody said, hey, a pregnant woman can bend. She can do it. Or... Maybe not give your child popcorn on a plane, said the troll who wasn't there. And Anthony Bass shot back, um, United provided the popcorn. So that just shut them up. I swear I can't stand people sometimes. Anyway, this is Jesse James Decker's sister. So she chimed in and said, you know, one of the kids accidentally spilled some popcorn in the aisle and the flight attendant came up to Sydney with a trash bag and a wet wipe, telling the captain wants Sid to clean up every drop. My poor sister is on her hands and knees, crying in the aisle, completely humiliated and exhausted with her children while everyone else watch. Way to go, United. I mean, I... I, I, Let's just say I'm guessing that the flight attendant has probably been fired, and if not, suspended without pay. Like, and you're in the services industry. Isn't the, like, you know, kind of the customer is always right? Isn't that the deal? You're making, I don't even care if she was, if she wasn't pregnant, and she was the most fit person in the world. You're making her get out of her seat to pick up popcorn in the aisle that a child dropped? What is what is that doing? How is that affecting anybody on the flight? You're telling me a, a child on a flight has never spilled crumbs or popcorn or food before? I, I cannot believe a flight attendant asked somebody to do that. Holy shit. And they're saying it came from the pilot? My guess is that pilot's getting suspended. Or at least he should. Who asked someone to do that? It's popcorn, for Christ's sakes. You know, if, I don't know, a dirty diaper fell in the middle of the aisle, yeah, I could see a flight attendant said, hey, can you pick that up for us? We need to throw that away. Makes sense. Popcorn? Holy shit, United. What bad PR that is. I, I, can't, I can't believe I read that. I, I, I cannot believe I read that. That that was a real story. And it happened to Jesse James Decker's sister. I, man, that sucks. I feel sorry for her. And finally, just going to end with this story about Lindsay Lohan. I, I tend to think that I'm pretty up to date on pop culture news, celebrities, kind of what they've been up to, what they haven't been up to. I, Lindsay Lohan just had a baby shower. Number one, I forgot Lindsay Lohan was pregnant. Number two, 
when I read the story, I was like, oh, yeah, who is she with? Who's her boyfriend or fiance? I think they're engaged. I don't think they've gotten married yet, but they're engaged. And I, I'm just like, I feel like this is the first time I've ever seen this, even though I, I know it hasn't. But she's engaged to a guy named Bader Shamas. And, and Lindsay Lohan has lived in Dubai since 2014. I'm, I, I'm, apparently I'm out of the loop on my Lindsay Lohan news because, my gosh. I did not know that. Why does Lindsay Lohan, Lohan live in Dubai? What? Uh-huh. What's going on there for her? I know she moved out of the States to just get away and get out of acting. I didn't. Why is she in Dubai? And didn't she have a... Didn't she have a reality show that was on MTV or something where she was like running a a club or something? I'm so out of the loop. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan news. And then I thought I, I thought I read that she was coming back to the States and was starring in something coming up in a movie or a TV show. I guess what I'm trying to say is what the hell is going on with Lindsay Lohan? Where is she right now? She's still in Dubai. She's in the States. Clearly she had a she's having a baby soon to get that. Fiance is some dude named Bader Shamas. He's a financier. All right, whatever. Um, I, I just, I just saw it. I'm like, wow. I, I'm totally for somebody that I probably spent a lot of time, ten, fifteen years ago, paying attention to what was going on in her career. Uh, she certainly fell off the map for me. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. The Sports Daily will be up in about an hour from now. You can check that out. So, again, appreciate you all listening. Thank you all for tuning in. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!